0: In this week's episode, we learn why clients just don't want to meet with us. This week's three words, expect sales resistance. Welcome to the three-word podcast with author, speaker, and life coach, Lisa Thal. Is this what you or your sales team may be facing? See, we prospect, and then we call, and then we email, and then we call again, and then we email again, and still they resist. Well, the question is finding out why are they resisting? But let's keep in mind, our number one goal is that first conversation, earning that first conversation so then we can reach to the next meeting, earned meeting, right? But here's something I have to remind all of us about. 1% of companies today are in the market to buy something. So that means 99% of other companies may need us or our products or services tomorrow, but not today. So until we discover the 1% of customers that need us today, we all may be facing sales resistance. And that is going to be from all the other 99% of the customers that aren't ready to meet with us. And that is a lot of sales resistance. So if you're in sales, you must expect to face some sort of sales resistance. We all do. If you've ever been in sales or management, you face resistance. But the question is, what are they resisting and how do you overcome that? Well, I have a couple of tips. I came up with seven sales resistance statements that I think many of you listening have heard and how do we overcome them? So number one, I don't need your product. See, most of our clients, they're already working with a vendor, or they may not need our product or service, just not right now. So, although that's true, is there an opportunity to state a benefit to meeting with you? Can you validate their current vendor they're working with, or perhaps discover one or two products you have that they're not currently using? See, we need to identify what your prospect must believe in buying from you. What is that belief they need so they need your product today? Okay, how many of you have heard this? Your product's just not a good fit. See, I'd bet about 25% of the people on your list, your prospect list today, are not a good fit. In the media industry that we're in, we are really clear on who's consuming our product every single day. So, for example, if I work for a female driven radio station that's targeting moms with kids, I need to remove all the clients that want to target men 18 to 34, or men 55 plus. Why? Because they have other options, other options that'll probably be a better fit. So step one, remove those targets and replace them with accounts or categories of business that are in your wheelhouse, right? That's what we have to do. Give ourselves a better opportunity. Something else you might want to think about if your product is not a good fit. Create case studies of proven success so you can share those with those prospects. Focus on all the clients that can benefit from the product and service that you offer so you do become a good fit. All right, here's one, number three. I don't know your company, right? I mean, unless you do all this marketing, your Nike, Apple, Amazon, Mercedes, or I love that State Farm commercial, don't you? They're not familiar with your company or probably not even you. So you're going to get some sales resistance when calling if they've never heard of you or your company. So what do you do? Here's what you can do. you got to make them more familiar with you. You have to find a way to market yourself and your company and if you missed episode 91 by the way on how to find three strategies to generating more leads on linkedin there's some good insights on how to better market yourself too jennifer starling if you're not following her she's got great recommendations by the way but let's move back to why i don't know your company right so here's what i want you to do perhaps sharing a competitor's name you do business with to bring more familiarity to you that might help Find a better way though, to market yourself, start a drip campaign, follow them on uh, their LinkedIn, follow their website, do Google searches on them. Just find a way to better get your name and company in front of them. Okay, number four, your price is too high. So you mean those listening right now haven't heard a client say, hey, you're not charging me enough. Could you raise your prices and change your proposal? Well, I doubt that because most of us listening that have listened to the price resistant before, we have to find a way to overcome that. So our price is only too high. Remember this, when we have not proven that investing those dollars with us would pay off for them. So what proof of performance can you share? so they stop resisting you. And a great way to address that would be sharing proven case studies from other clients, or perhaps in other markets that that have had success, you can share those successes. Another great way, client testimonials, sharing that that client invested X amount of dollars and got X amount of return. Another great product, if you're not in the digital space, many of us are, digital marketing, it shows you the metrics for every dollar spent and we know people we're calling on, they wanna make smarter decisions. Every smart decision maker expects an ROI. All right, number five, this is a bad time to buy. Perhaps many of you have heard, just not now, right? Not now. Well, we have to try to uncover the why. Why is now the wrong time to buy? Well, I don't know about you, but most first calls don't result in this result. Thanks for calling. Oh my gosh, I was waiting by the phone. I couldn't wait to receive your phone call. I wanna hear about all your amazing solutions you have to offer me, right? Probably not, although it would be nice once in a while, right, but more than likely you will face resistance. So you have to ask, are you happy with where your sales are? You gotta ask the questions, more probing questions. Could they be better? I find it's only the wrong time when you don't have the right tactical plan to accomplish what they need, right? So remember, there's always a good time. You just have to convince that person as to why they need to engage in a conversation with you. All right, number six, resistance to listen. Are we tuned in to what our clients are telling us? Or are we thinking about the next statement, the next phrase we're going to say? Again, asking probing questions and repeating what they say shows them that you are listening. So getting clear on how you can help them is really, really critical. And tip number seven, one you're gonna face for sales resistance, your product or service is not a good fit. And remember what I said earlier, 25% of the people you're calling on are not great leads. So you have to determine whether your product or service is a good fit. And if it's not, we've got to remove those clients off to find better fits. Identify the categories that are performing really well for you and your company. And then something else I was thinking about, ask your customers your number one reason why they do business with you. And of course, outside of working with you, which would be at the top, right? You may find some common verbiage to use when reaching out to other prospects. So we have to expect a little sales resistance, right? But here's what you're going to do about it. You're going to research your prospect before you ever call on them or email them so you can identify the why, the problem they have, or the opportunity or solution you're going to provide. Something else you're going to do, remove the 25% of accounts that just aren't a good fit anymore. Keep marketing yourself and your company. And something else, provide proof that working with you is the best decision they ever made. And remember this. To exist, you must persist. Well, if you think someone could benefit from this episode, I invite you to rate it or share it or subscribe at iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next Three Word Podcast. Find more episodes and get the book at threewordmeetings.com.